Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. friends. Today we're talking screen time, a discussion that will give you practical tips and topics for conversations, no matter if you have a toddler or a teen. We're thankful to our friends at Comcast and their Xfinity platform that gives parents control over screen time and devices in their home. Xfinity XFi gives consumers with Xfinity XFi Gateway visibility into all the devices that are connected to their home Wi-Fi network and allows them to organize, monitor, and personalize their experience, as well as set up parental controls to automate screen time rules in the home. To help guide us through this conversation today is Tracy Foster. Tracy is the co-founder and executive director of START. START is a Kansas City-based group that offers three different programs to educate us as parents on what they refer to as digital health. These topics include screen time, porn, and online predators and safety, and virtual learning. They explain it on their website like this. Today's parents have had have many resources to help them prepare to raise a child, but there's one book that doesn't yet exist. What to expect when you're tech expecting. The truth is we are the first generation of parents pondering questions like how much screen time is too much? How should I feel about Fortnite? When do I get my child a phone? How should I prepare them for social media? Technology has the power to uplift and improve our humanity, but it's critical that we create new cultural norms and of digital health if we want our kids to flourish. Start seeks to help families and communities across America pursue digital health in order to reduce loneliness, depression, anxiety, and suicide in a socially isolated society. Please join us in pursuing our mission, a world where kids stay captivated by life, not screens. And with that, let's get started and meet Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to Kansas City MomCast. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. We we're so glad to have you on to talk about something that um, we as moms can all relate to on some level, um, whether it's for ourselves or for our kids, um, is the topic of screen time. Um, mm-hmm. You work uh, with Start uh, with Start, and we would love to hear a little bit about you and your family and why you're passionate about what you do with Start. Yeah, so I'm a mom of two boys. I live in Overland Park, and I love living in Kansas City. And I am passionate about this because a few years ago, a couple of friends and I were just starting to journey into what to do about phones and social media and screen time. And I feel like in almost every area of parenting, there's almost no shortage of advice. 
You can read books, like what to expect when you're expecting. You can ask your auntie, your parents, and you can ask those friends who are just a little bit ahead of you. And they usually, the only issue is you get too much advice that conflicts and they're like, you know, oh, you've got to do A. And then the other person's like, you've got to do Z. And so you have to decode it. Yeah. But on this topic, as one of my friends was trying to decide, hey, should I get my kiddo a smartphone? I don't know. We joked, there's no book called What to Expect When You're Texpecting. <laughs> We're the first generation of parents raising these digital natives. Mm-hmm. And they are digital natives, not digital experts. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk more about that. But there's, so there's no roadmap. We can call the older generation. But again, they can give us words of wisdom. But they never lived through this. Yeah. And the most startling thing was when we would ask those parents just a little bit ahead of us, who would always have advice about playground drama or juggling youth sports or potty training, that when we asked them this question, their responses were very different. Over the first few months, we ended up talking to hundreds of, of, of moms around Kansas City, and we had a really common response that their faces would kind of pale, their eyes would be a little deer in headlights, and they would say, I don't know what to do, but do something different. And we would start to hear these stories of absolutely unintended side effects that were coming from this new normal. And the most profound part about it is the high number of them who then ended by saying, and I basically haven't told anyone. (laughs) So there was this deep shame about some of the things that our kids are falling into. And no parent hands their kid a cell phone with a hope that they'll fall into pornography or start selling, start getting drugs on Snapchat. We give these devices to our kids to help them connect. And so it's just like the Maya Angelou quote, as we know better, we can do better. And so how can we come together and learn from each other and be the wisdom makers to say, let's try to make a better, easier world for our kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Tracy, you had mentioned, um, side just side effects and things that mm-hmm. you know kids have experienced or maybe that parents aren't talking about what mm-hmm. are some of those things you mentioned a couple but just tell us a little bit more yeah. about the side effects of of screen time yeah there are so many and um and if i'll, I'll touch on a few of them the first one that really hits home for me is loneliness mm-hmm. so what's remarkable is that They do studies over the years about loneliness at generational and country levels. And U.S. teens are the loneliest people ever surveyed, even lonelier than the elderly. And so even though we are more, quote, I wish you could see my air quotes, we are more connected than ever. Mm -hmm. Our kids are disconnected from real relationships. We hear teens say things like when they have a friend whose grandmother passes away, I know exactly what emojis to send, but I have no idea what to actually say to them. I have no comfort being present with them. And we all know how much that means to us when we're going through hard things and our youth are processing and going through so many hard things. Um, A couple other things I'll say, one is bullying. Um, So, you know, any of us who experienced stressful situations, they were contained usually to some type of space and place and time. And with social media and just the always on, you know, even just texting, there's no end. So a kid Mm -hmm. isn't just bullied on the playground. He can be, he or she can be bullied 24 seven. And the, the data shows that we are crueler to people when we can't actually see them. Mm -hmm. And so the amount of times that things can start getting piled on can be really high. 
Mm-hmm. Another thing I'll touch on, I mean, anxiety and depression, all those things we could certainly go into. But yeah. another one that I think is more unique that we don't talk about as much is just our lower resilience. So, and I felt this in my in my own life. It is very easy to ghost and to cancel people. And so the other day, this is so silly, but this was during the pandemic. So it wasn't the other day, it was months ago, but we were like, we need to do some things to improve our house because we've all been living in here and we've been living hard. So we were going to replace our carpet. And this is not my forte. I really respect the women and men who have great, you know, design plans and all of that. But so I got a text from the guy who had dropped off carpet samples and was like, hey, I'd really love to have your final pit like by tomorrow. And I was just juggling so many other things. I honestly just felt really stressed that this simple question of like, which of these ones do you want? Totally. I was like, I can't deal with it. And I was tempted to, I actually had the thought go through my head of, I could actually just never text this guy back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tempting, right? Like I'm Uh just going to, I could ghost. And then I was like, what am I doing? Go downstairs, flip a coin if I'm that on the fence. (laughs) And you know what? I felt so much better when I took the five minutes to press into something quote unquote uncomfortable and emerge through on the other side. And that's how our kids are, is if they can face some of their challenges, they actually feel better, happier, more confident on the other side, but they're missing out on a lot of that. And so it's really hurting their resilience, which is such an important part of our mental health and success um, as we go through our lives. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting. You were talking about the teens being um, lonely. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that is the time of your life, typically, where, like, your life is are your friends, you know? And so that just seems so backwards to me um, and just so sad, you know? Just fascinating. So interesting. And it makes sense. One thing we say a lot is, you know, in some ways, people sometimes tell us it's so much harder to be a parent now than it was ever before. And of course, I mean, the depression, there are different types of hard, but, you know, just emotionally, they feel like this is the hardest time. And one of our responses, because we feel like it's so important to start from your kid's perspective and have that empathy is part of why it's harder to be a parent now is because it is so hard to be a teen now. Yeah. I mean, there are so many mistakes that I made that I am so grateful never got broadcast. You know, yeah. so it's hard for them. And so that's one of our big things is how can we as parents step into their arena? There is a survey by dosomething.org that showed that only 14% of teens feel like they have ever had a helpful conversation with a trusted adult in their life about technology. Wow. So this is where they're living their lives. And again, they're digital natives, but not necessarily digital experts. So the more that we can come in and come alongside and not be seen as someone who our response is like, we just need to throw all tech in the lake and and get rid of it because that's not realistic. (laughs) And let me just tell you, if you guys tried to do that to me, I would like, I would, I would fight tooth and nail for to not give you my phone. Uh uh So um, I just think there's such an opportunity for us to, to have that empathy and to come alongside and to show them that we're trying to stand with them and support them and, and not fight against them, even though screen time is the number one battleground in homes. And we do know that. Yeah. So, okay. So, so far we've kind of talked about teens. So Mm -hmm. when is the right age to start thinking about screen time? Maybe kind of an obvious question, but maybe not. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'll be curious what you think of this. Basically, when they're born. Yeah. 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 um, Yeah. So there's a study that's been done through generations or decades, at least, called the blanket study. And what they do is they take a tiny little baby and they put the baby on one corner of the blanket. They put the baby's favorite toy on another corner of the blanket. And then I'm sure they do this for both parents. 
but the one that I've most heard about is they put the mom on the other corner. Mm-hmm. And it's this sweet study. Every time they do it, guess where that baby crawls? The baby crawls straight to mama. Mm-hmm. The baby doesn't crawl to the toy. Well, some number of years ago, they started doing, or they, they did a pass of that study where they put the phone mm-hmm. in the corner, in the other corner, and our babies are crawling towards the phones yeah. instead of the moms. Yeah. So it really is something where, I mean, there are a couple of reasons for that. They're really shiny. They're really like attention in, in grabbing, but also our kids are seeing that our attention is going to those phones. Mm-hmm. And of course we do, we use the phones for all sorts of good things that are for our work, that are for their, their wellness, our management of the household, all of those things. And one thing we recommend to parents, especially when you have little kids, I loved being part of parents as teachers. Yeah. And I remember how they taught me to narrate my life. And I was one time in hen house in the cereal aisle and I'm like, okay, let's see, where is the cereal we're looking for? Uh And all of a sudden this like realization came over me like, oh my gosh, I'm here by myself. (laughs) And I just said that out loud. Uh I I was like early, early stages, like losing my mind anyway. Uh But so the more that we can do things like that, even from early ages. So yes, I think it's really important from early ages to not to stress, not to say, oh my gosh. I'm not even sleeping. How can I be thinking about something else? Mm-hmm. But just to try to think about it before that baby's born. Yeah. And then even then to say, hey, what actions am I modeling? Because our kids mm-hmm. model off of us. And how can I use technology in ways that are supporting my values? There are ways where it is fantastic for technology to be a babysitter. I mean, what a gift, especially mm-hmm. as we juggle so many different things. It's not wrong to do that. But just know when you're flipping into that mode yeah. and to know that every time you go to the grocery store, Maybe there's some reason why you want to put your baby in the in the stroller with a with the phone because you have a migraine or you have had a bit. There's something going on that you need to process, but also know it's so powerful to not do that and to let your kiddos explore and have those conversations about this box is red. This box is blue. And look mm-hmm. at that doggy on the trail while we're walking. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's smart to think about it really from the beginning, because otherwise you fall into habits that weren't necessarily intentional. And it's much harder to undo things than to start fresh. So true. You you mentioned modeling for our kids. Mm-hmm. So how does our, as parents, screen behavior play into their usage? Yeah, it plays a lot because from they are coding into our values. So we use the metaphor a lot of driver's ed. Um, in almost every domain of our kids' lives, we give them increasing responsibility as they demonstrate competence. So I'll talk more about driving, but I think about it even like with cooking. I remember when my boys were learning to start to prepare meals for themselves and we started with like yogurt parfaits Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it took a really long time before it didn't look like there had been a fight scene in our kitchen with yogurt like sprayed in like the bathroom nearby. I'm like, how did this get there, right? Uh We didn't say like, hey guys, I'd love to have you cook dinner for us. I was thinking stir fry, here's some knives and some veggies. (laughs) So you start small. And so like with driving, you do the same thing. Actually in driving, they start in the backseat and and they they learn about the car more than you realize while you're the one driving. They ask, how many speeds of windshield wipers do you have? And (laughs) Mm -hmm. I remember when both of my boys went through the phase of learning about relative value of numbers. Mm-hmm. And they were like, mommy, something must be wrong with your car because the speed limit on this street is 35. 
but your car says 42. <laughs> and so in those incriminating moments, I mean, mm-hmm. and these happen in all sorts of things in our life, you start explaining your values. And yeah. so that, or you, you explain them or they intuit them. And so that's what happens with technology. And um, so that's it at the early ages. But then even as you get older, for any mom of teens, you know, we sometimes joke that teens are like these endangered species where they'll like come into the house and you don't know, and they're just going to like basically go right up to their room. And you have to kind of like drop everything. If they're in the mood to talk, you want to try to seize that. And so, so often if we're on our phones, then Mm -hmm. we miss it. Or if we're on our phones at baseball games or, you know, and we miss our kids hit, they see it so much more than we think. And I'll say one last thing on this, which is we work closely with the Johnson County Mental Health Center and they helped launch the Zero Reasons Why campaign to help help reduce the stigma and help address this this mental health crisis that we're having. And at one of the sessions before COVID, there was a teen council and they were sharing all of these problems and a parent was just so clearly weighed down, which that's how I feel when I hear this crisis. And they said, hey, I'm a mom. I wanna do something leaving this session and I just feel helpless. Like, Mm -hmm. what can I do if you just give me one thing? And the teens on that teen panel said, put down your phone and talk to us. Because we might seem like we're kind of giving you the double middle fingers. Yeah. These are teens, but we actually want you to care. Mm-hmm. And so I think it just creates, for me, I find I can easily escape into my phone because mm-hmm. I feel hurt or I feel whatever. And I'm like, fine. And so I think just being aware of um, what we're doing and, and it can and it can rub off. I'm not sure if I quite answered that. No, correctly. no, to- totally did. Totally did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just really guilty of some of these, <laughs> some of these we things. We all are. It's just, it's so hard. And like, I just, as personally, I just don't apply the same rules to my kids as I do to myself, which I'm fully aware is so hypocritical. Um, but it's just very convicting. Yeah. Very convicting. Um, so what, what have you seen? What are the biggest issues facing parents? Would you say like at each stage right now when it comes to technology usage? Mm-hmm. Well, I think at the youngers, it's about that intentionality around when and how do I use screens? Because over the course of their lifespan, we sometimes talk about how your role when they're younger is as a limiter. Mm -hmm, And then your role as they get older becomes more of a mentor. So when they're young, it's about setting some of those healthy habits, making sure that devices don't come to dinner tables if you can manage, making sure that devices don't go into bedrooms, you know, drawing some boundaries around content and, and time if you want and things like that. As they start to get older, one of the biggest things, of course, is when you when you give your kid that smartphone. Mm-hmm. And we are big fans of being intentional and introducing it slowly over time. Now, we are at, we are only now at the point where we can say that with any actual action plan aligned to it. So I just want to be so clear. First of all, your point, I'm I'm guilty of all these things, too. Yeah, and know. parents who have already given their kids a smartphone, there's no judgment in that. Mm-hmm. And there are still ways you can do it. But for those who haven't yet reached that point to think, hey, can I actually give my kid, <laughs> they don't necessarily love that I do this, but I call them dumb phones. Yep. There are some oh, yeah. dumb phones out there. Yeah. And so thinking like, or there are like these really cool GPS walkie talkie or Bluetooth walkie talkie things and kids watches. I love kids watches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just thinking, how can I start by giving them something smaller yeah. and then they can learn on that and then give them something bigger. I mean, one of the things that we say, and this is somewhat graphic, but is Mm -hmm. you should not give your kid a smartphone until you are ready for them to be watching porn. Mm -hmm. 
yep. to come across porn. So yep. please also yep. make sure that you've had yep. some of those conversations with them because it's not an if, it's a, it's a when. Yeah. Um, and I think at this stage, really at all the stages, but especially at this stage, one of the most powerful things parents can do, and this is what we try to do with our Screen Sanity Group study program, but is create create some cultural norms, be it with your friend group at school, be it with your dance studio girls, be it with your whoever it might be. Because if your kid is the only one not doing some of these things, it yeah. is so much harder. Mm -hmm. And so if you can start this conversation and we encourage parents to actually start to think like three to five years out on some of these things, because you have to get ahead of it or else there's some other mom from the dance studio whose kid backed her up against the wall and said, everyone else has it and I need it and I'm getting my life's going to be over if I don't have it. And then they relent on the spot and then it just starts to trickle, you know? So that is a big piece. Then when and you're more in the high school, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, Tracy, you, um, one of my favorite resources on your website is the, and just for the stage that I'm in with a 10-year-old, the kind yeah. of roadmap. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but yes. we can link it in the show notes of, yeah. you know, the walkie-talkie and then the smart watch and then mm -hmm. and my son you know just got a smartwatch for christmas and you know that was kind of our first step but it was nice to see it all laid out of the different options because as much as i think i'm like a cool mom mm -hmm. like i'm clearly like not you know i had to research a lot to understand what oh. the next step was that wasn't a phone um yes and so that's one of my favorite things on your site just a quick guide. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yes, we love that. And when you do get a smartphone, we have something called the smartphone toolkit too, to help make sure um, that you have some of those conversations around norms, around what to do, around what are the expectations that we have for each other around this device. Mm -hmm. I was actually just at the T-Mobile store for way more hours than I wish that I had been over the course of Thanksgiving week. <laughs> and they have oh, yeah. a smartwatch for kids. That's what my son just got. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm so, I uh -huh. love them. And I was talking, I eventually was working with the manager and I'm like, hey, can we talk about like how much, how much are you guys like really encouraging people in this? Because these uh -huh. are, all, I was like selling his watch to him. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah, no, I agree. But you know, it's, it is going against the stream. The, yes. The, the, the natural default is in fact, oh, hey, if you add a new line, you get a phone for free. So right. I'm like, yeah. so I have to actually pay for the watch, yep. but yep. I can get the phone for free. So it is really hard. And then when they're teens, I think one of the things is we have this resource called the social media playbook, which is a tool that you can use with your kids. And I think it's just so powerful at that stage. The most important thing is to try to say, hey, I am here for you to say uncomfortable things like, hey, let's talk about nudes. It's mm -hmm. not a question of if, but when you're going to get those. And I just want to let you know, I am safe harbor. Let's brainstorm. What would you say? Um, I share often with people that my grandmother struggled with alcoholism mm -hmm. and I didn't live near her when I was growing up, but um, I, on a couple occasions, saw the devastation. I mean, it was very extreme. Yeah. And so when there would be times that I would be in a situation where I wasn't interested in drinking and someone was pressuring me, I, my, my answer was not the just say no from the just say no campaign. It was mm -hmm. like, no, trust me, like I'm not in, you know, and people are like, okay, not going to go there. <laughs> mm -hmm, but the mm -hmm. whole just say no thing, that doesn't work because people just keep getting pushed. So we encourage people with things like nudes to say, let's brainstorm. What are you going to do if someone asks you for a nude? Here's a Barbie doll. Take her, mm -hmm. take off all of her clothes and take a picture of her or send a picture of a black square that says, here I am nude in the dark or, you know, mm -hmm. all these different things. But the social media playbook just gives an opportunity for that parent to come alongside and talk with the kids so that they can see that 
you are not as tech savvy as they are, but you are their mentor and their guide in life. Mm -hmm. And you can have the conversation to say, hey, if you tell me something, I'm not going to, I'm going to thank you for coming and telling me, and I am going to be calm and I am here to support and help you. I'm not going to take your phone and throw it against the wall or Mm -hmm. say, you can't ever see this again, because that's the biggest reason why our kids don't tell us about the things that they're struggling with in their online world. So Tracy, how much of your work is like keeping up on the latest mm-hmm. app? I hear I thinking about like that. one of my biggest fears is like, I th- yep. I'll think I know what's going on. And then, huh. you know, you hear about all these apps that can go around parental controls or just new social media apps that I, you know, my kids' babysitters are on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. I, I've never even heard of that. And I like work in social media. Um, yeah. So do you yeah. continually research and educate? We do. We try to stay on top of as many of them as we can. We Our particular focus is more on getting into this community conversation and mm-hmm. the intention setting. It could be a full-time organizational job to do all of those things. So we more try to help suggest and promote and amplify other resources that are getting into like, okay, here's a, like it, when Discord really came up, we would maybe do a social media post or a newsletter that said, hey, Discord's a big thing. And here, we're going to link to this other guide. Um, which has great ideas about it. So I also think the more that you get into that thing, into the situation where you're talking with with others about it, that's where you can start to hear like, hey, this mom's like, what's going on with Discord? Mm -hmm. And then that's that having that foundation will help you know which apps to be paying attention to. But I agree, it could take like a PhD level dissertation to keep up with all of these. So we try our best and we try to be helpful if people reach out with questions and things like that, but it can be hard. I will say babysitters and people just a little bit ahead oh, are some yeah. of my favorite people. Oh, so, yeah. you know, to like say, hey, what are you doing with that? Hey, how do you feel about that? And the best question to ask those older people, they do not want to feel like you're talking down to them mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. us versus them. Mm-hmm. But we find the most disarming thing is to say, hey, does your does your little brother have discord? And if they're like, no, you're like, oh, okay. Why, why wouldn't you want your brother to have discord? Mm. You know? Mm. And then they start opening up on all these things and you're like, okay, great. Thank you. That helped me make my decision for my two-year-old. <laughs> and I'm now that, you know, now I know it in team speak too, or, you know, right. college yes. speak, whatever it might be. So yes. that's my, that's my best tip on that. Oh my gosh. So you talk a lot about not just throwing all the technology in the lake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is a what is your best advice for like a good approach to like a healthy plan mm-hmm. that works for I mean obviously it depends on the family but that works for yeah. everybody in the mm-hmm. house so that everybody feels safe but also the freedom mm-hmm. to like communicate how they prefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um our program goes through five categories that I know based on this time we don't have time to go into all of them. I'll say what they are and then I'll share just a quick thought but We encourage you to think about starting with yourself, what you want to model, then tables and bedtimes, which is thinking about device-free zones, however Mm -hmm. your family defines them. Mm -hmm. Accountability, which is about providing a seatbelt to your kids and communicating to them, hey, we have this filter on your phone. And guess what? It's on my phone and dad's phone too. It's not because we don't trust you. It's because we wear seatbelts in the car and we want to help keep you Mm -hmm. safe. Um, R is the ride practice drive which is the driving metaphor of talking with your kids about how, hey, our goal is to help you have as much independence um, as like you're going to have full independence and we're here with you. And let's talk about where you are in that stage and what we're hoping to see from you as you then progress further. 
And then our T, so this aligns with our name, S-T-A-R-T for these five. Mm -hmm. The T is time well spent. So let's talk as a family about what are our family's values? Do we value hospitality or service or generosity? And then how do our, how does our technology support that and where does it get in the way? And so how can we think about, you know, just being aware of those things and then be really intentional with our time online? Are we spending more time creating and connecting than we are consuming? Um, mm -hmm. And in that place, what I really advise with parents too is get, get involved, jump into your kid's digital world. So if they love Snapchat, get Snapchat and Snapchat, not just with them, but with like your three best friends, mm -hmm. um, some of those things. But then also to say, what do I want in my time offline? Because I think part of the challenge is, I mean, I know this for me, it's just constantly calling me to pick up my phone. Yeah, and so I, I've done different seasons. I'm not as strong at this as I am right now. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I mostly do just get my phone once my kids go to bed, but it's like, I was putting a book I really wanted to read this certain book and I was putting it on top of my phone. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But we do have, we do have resources that can help guide you through um, each of those letters, just thinking what it is. And I think it's a great point somehow in the way that you worded that question about, it is about your family having a conversation about this. Yeah. So another thing you could do is have one conversation about your values. Hey, what do, what do, what do we stand for? What does it mean to be a foster? And that's just mm -hmm. fun. It's around a fire pit. It's wherever it's at your favorite restaurant or, sitting around your favorite meal at home. And then a couple of weeks coming and saying, gosh, you know what? I realized that my phone or my computer or YouTube is getting in the way of me living out those values. What do we think should be our family's norms around tech? And when you lead with vulnerability mm -hmm. and show your part of the conversation, our kids are willing to give a lot more than we might think because mm -hmm. you're in it too. And yeah. they're able to share, hey, this is hard for me. So those are some quick thoughts, but, it's a, so but it's a, it is a big process. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, and you have so many good resources and um Oh, thank you. We will at the end of this preview an event that our community will get to hear from you and discuss with each other. So, we're excited Yay. about that. We are excited too. Tracy, thank you so much. I feel like this could be like a 14-hour long podcast. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> like I have so many questions, but I'm excited to link um you know, link everybody to your resources and um, where everybody can find you and ask questions and get, get more engaged on this topic. Awesome. Thank you both. I'm grateful Thank that you. all of us moms in this together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. <laughs> okay, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so another huge thank you to Tracy um, for being here on Kansas City MomCast today and for her time. Um, Sarah and I both follow Tracy uh, and start on social media, and we wanted to share her handles with you so you're able to do so as well. We will have all of those in the show notes, so if you just scroll down to the bottom, um, we will have Start's handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Very exciting news coming is an upcoming event that we are partnering with start um, for a awesome thing you would not you do not want to miss so Sarah would you mind sharing a little bit about screen sanity coming up in March sure we had been talking to start about all their awesome content and wondered how we could bring that in a like a meaningful way to our readers so the screen sanity program is available online 
But what we want to do is bring parents together um, and be able to discuss it because half the battle, I feel like, with a lot of this screen stuff as they get older is, is your kid going to be the only one without a phone? Are they the only one not playing Fortnite? Mm -hmm. And so if you can band together with other parents and really, you know, whether it's you agree on it or just, you know, kind of getting a coalition of parents together that can really um, band together um, to fight some of this screen battles. And so on Saturday, March 5th, we will partner with... Mark your calendar. Yep, mark your calendar. Um, We will be at the Bridge Space in Lee's Summit, which is a great community gathering space. And we will have breakfast, and you will be able to sit with parents with kids similar in ages to yours. We'll preview the START program and then have conversation about it. And you'll also have an opportunity to like get your hands on some of these devices for kids, whether it's you know smartwatches that you're curious about yeah. or the first phone. Some of those things um, START will bring, and we'll get to actually like sample them so that you can see them before you might consider them for your family. So that's Saturday, March 5th. It's from 9 to 11. Awesome. And tickets will go on sale um, probably in early February. So watch our site for that. Awesome. And I'll be there. So find me. Yes. Um, Okay. Favorite things. Favorite things. Things we are loving in Kansas City right now. I love Pop Culture KC in downtown Overland Park. Um, they are like when you're driving down, they're on your, the left-hand side kind of before you get to the downtown area. And it's the cutest little shop. You go in, they have little sample things that you can um, try all the different popcorns that they have. I used them for teacher gifts and um, family gifts. It's a great consumable, not a material thing. And the popcorn's amazing. Um, they also have ice cream, so you can make it a little a little date to go get some ice cream there. Their most popular um, flavor has been, I think it's called, oh, what's it called? It's like Chief's Kingdom or something, um, and it's all Chief's colors, which is really fun. So that would be fun to have at like a, if you had a, a watch party or something. Um, I'm trying to think what else about them. Be sure to check the hours before you go. They are closed on Monday, and then their hours are, they don't open until late morning, uh, but they are closed through like 7 or 8 p.m. And then they have a but location. I highly recommend it. It's just a, yeah. Location oh, in Northland too. or Parkville, yeah. Yes. Parkville, yes. Parkville and downtown Overland Park. Awesome. They're great. Yeah. Sarah? All right. I'm going to cheat a little. Mine's not in Kansas City, but it's helpful to a Kansas City mom. We'll let it go. Um. <laughs> I feel like right now we're not doing a whole lot in Kansas City just because of the COVID numbers. And so, you know, we have just, you know, after advice from our doctors, kind of updating some of our masking. And so we, for my husband and I, and starting to do for the kids, you know, really upgrading to like N95s or KN94s. And so we have used um, the website Project N95. And found that very useful okay. because, you know, Amazon has so many choices and have, you know, seen a lot of them aren't real um, and you can't, you know, you can't yeah. rely on them. And so this site has been yeah. really helpful because it has all the different sizes and I know that I'm getting something that's been approved and is following the guidelines. So hopefully a short term problem, yeah. but for now yes. that has been really helpful to us. Yes, that's awesome. Um, we'll have to put that link in the show notes as well. 
And so when you buy your mask, yeah, we have a giveaway for an event you can attend. <laughs> Get that in 95. Uh-huh. Enter our giveaway. <laughs> we have um, a really, really, really fun giveaway. Um, if you have never seen I Mom So Hard, which is a two-mom comedy show um, with Kristen Hensley and Jen Smedley, and you can find them on YouTube. They're all over social media stuff. Um, They are podcasters, authors, and moms like us. They are hysterical, and they are going to be here in Kansas City on January 29th at Arvest Bank Theater at the Midland, and we are going to give away two tickets. So to enter, so, so, so easy. All you need to do is send us an email at KCMC podcast at gmail.com and basically just tell us what you're enjoying about the podcast or what you like and we will um, get in touch with the winner so do it because you do not want to miss it I saw them I don't know maybe three or four years ago mm-hmm. at starlight and um, did not stop laughing the entire time went with a group of friends and it was just an absolute blast so highly recommend them um, and if you enter the giveaway maybe you can go so yes um, pivoting a little bit thank you so much again to Comcast today um, for giving parents like us practical tools to automate screen time rules in our houses and just in general, just great, great, great information. If you're an Xfinity internet subscriber with an Xfinity XFi gateway, or if you're interested in becoming one, you can access the XFi experience at no additional cost through the Xfinity app or the XFi website. And to learn more, um, you could also actually go to their stores in Independence or Olathe. And Sarah and I have a mutual friend who uh, went to the one in Olathe and just had the most like glowing remarks to say about her yeah. <laughs> experience, it, which is amazing for, you know, it's not like it's the most exciting thing, but it is, you know, really cool. Um, yeah. That our team got to sample the Xfinity yeah. dashboard and yes. see how, you know, it you was can, so cool. it was really cool. Um, control the, you know, devices in your house, you know, certain hours that they just shut off so you can automate things. So you're getting in less yeah. battles with your kid. It's a really cool Really cool feature for Comcast. It is the coolest, coolest thing. Um, but yeah, our friend that went, she said that um, the staff was just so friendly and informative. And um, she said it was just a great experience. So that's another way you could do that as well. So, okay, Sarah, coming up next. Super, super, super exciting episode that I'm <laughs> so excited about. Um, it is one of my favorite topics, which is organization. And a lot of people are doing this right now. After the holidays, I see a lot of people. My buy nothing group is full of random stuff people are getting rid of because, you know, you have all this stuff coming in. So you need to get all this stuff out. Mm -hmm. And then the stuff that you have, what do you do with it? So Emily Weimer is with Simplified KC. She's a local Kansas City mom. And she has an organizing business. And she's awesome. We have a great conversation with her that we can't wait to share with you. And that will be next time on Kansas City Momcast. So we just want to thank you again for being here today. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. 
We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.